everybody. Welcome to the Championship Series Seven Innings Podcast from the uh, from the production compound here outside of Hall of Fame Stadium, just beyond the fence in uh, right field. And uh, we've got uh, Jimmy Softball producing us up again. Uh, Bimo, Horo, Doza, Scarborough, Bro, Smitty, and we are ready to talk about this Championship Series preview. Um, Smitty, we'll start with you. As we get set for the Oklahoma Sooners looking for a fifth national championship and the UCLA Bruins going for 11, what excites you? All of it. It it all excites me because we have uh, the Sooners who have a senior class who have won two national championships. We're disappointed with their showing last year at the Women's College World Series. have that championship mindset to get back here. So this is a very complete team. Oh, and by the way, they added G. Juarez, who's been lights out. And for UCLA, they're just obviously the tradition of that program. They're back. The Bruin bubble is um, in Oklahoma City, and they just have so many great athletes. Bubba Nichols has been outstanding. Um, and, of course, Rachel Garcia, the USA Softball National Player of the Year, has been a lot of fun to watch. I think this is a really cool series because you have a good combination of the most complete and the best team, I think, that's here in Oklahoma versus the best player that has the most impact on her team and Rachel Garcia. So you have this balance of who's going to take over that complete one through nine in the lineup that's going to battle every at-bat, that's going to play really quality defense, and by the way has a good pitching staff versus someone that we've seen all weekend long just on her play alone can Mm -hmm. change the course of every single pitch, every single inning, and every single game that she plays when she steps on the field and Rachel Garcia. I think these are the, the two teams that we've been talking about since February, with Oklahoma and UCLA having the most talent. And, of course, Oklahoma, the one national seed, UCLA, the two national seeds. So I think when you go back to the very beginning of the year, this is the matchup that I think a lot of people would come down to or thought that it would come down to. Uh, and we're being able to get it. Two very complete teams and just excited about this matchup. It's interesting to me, UCLA hasn't been to this championship game since they won it all in 2010, and I always feel like there's that pressure of the history, of the tradition, and you hear that. This is the first team that I've ever met at the World Series that I feel like has learned how to really embrace that. And I think the key has been Lisa Fernandez in that. I know we give her a lot of attention for a lot of different things, and and deservedly so. so. I feel like her growth within this and her being able to connect how to handle all of that pressure and tradition in a way where it's a privilege, pressure being a privilege, Billie Jean King. Um, And with Oklahoma on the flip side, and this is funny that I'm even going here, but like I I love the pitches that we're going to see. Not pitchers, but the fact that we're going to see one of the best off-speed pitches in the game with G. Juarez and what she calls a changeup, mm-hmm. and then Rachel Garcia and her ability to go with her rise ball and her drop, but like up and down. Um, this is a fun matchup of two very, very good pitchers. It'll be interesting to see what hitters break through. I think that what's really cool about this is we get to tell a little bit more of the stories that we have. You know, it's been busy. There's been a lot of games and a lot of stuff going on, but now we can kind of settle in and tell some of the really cool stories. So for me, the the special stories are Shane Knighton, you know, two knee surgeries. Um, She's in a lot of pain. She doesn't feel great, and she will not be taken off the field. She said something that gave me chills today in our meeting that she wants to leave this game on her own terms, and that is on the field with her teammates for Oklahoma and I just almost started crying when she said that is she came in as one of the best hitters maybe we've ever seen here on this World Series stage as a freshman and as a sophomore knee injuries have kept her down she will not be denied she's playing on the field 
And then for UCLA, I think Leah Jordan is less than a year out of Tommy John surgery. She's been their big bat for them here outside of Garcia and Bubba Nichols. And I just think that that's significant. You know, we took a picture today of her big scar on her elbow. And, I mean, she just barely started playing in the field a month ago. Been tough for her to even throw. So what these women are overcoming, I can't wait for us to share those stories with America. And it's interesting because I put those two together as well. Shea was the most outstanding player here as a sophomore and and for um, a while became the face of the sport. And Aaliyah is in a very similar position. Uh, a, a superstar in the championship series can become the next big thing, can become the, the new it girl, and who might that be? And Jordan has been their best player at the plate so far at this um, Women's College World Series and throughout a lot of the postseason. Um, I, I love the fact, too, that we it, it's been the year of the slugger, and then for about 24 hours uh, the last few days, it became the, the World Series of the pitchers. Uh, they, uh, they planted their flag right out there in the circle and took over for a while. And then Jocelyn Allo hit an absolute moonshot uh, that uh, that took it right back for the hitters, and and so we have um, you know two amazing arms, but also some really big home run power in this game. Sort of encompasses what this season was all about. Uh, you mentioned a couple of players. I, I think another player um, that that is so intriguing is Kaylee Clifton for Oklahoma. Coach Patty Gasso has said if you had to take one player off of our team, I would absolutely not want you to take Cece. That's how valuable she has been and told us a great story earlier today about how she grew up playing right across the street from uh, Sooner Stadium, Marita Hines Field, and dreamed of, of having these kind of moments and now can win a third national championship. Uh, uh, BMO, Scarborough, Bro, Doza, Smitty, Holly, Jimmy Softball, what excites you about this tournament? Uh, before we keep going on to these two teams, I wanted to take a little look back. I thought we did a really good job showing how the seniors were making their, you know, Taryn Ovello yesterday, Kelly Barnhill the day before. I thought that was really cool. I know we took some flack on, on Twitter and stuff, but but I thought it was great to kind of send them off in a in a way that they deserved. Absolutely. Can I jump uh, in so I here? Hope- I'm so annoyed with people on Twitter that would, would say – why are you talking about Florida players when they're losing? This is so biased. We are celebrating and paying off the careers of young women who have battled in the field for four years. And if you have a problem with us celebrating the success of these seniors before they leave the field, stop watching, stop tweeting, and shut the F up. They do Thank They you. do it in every sport, that by made the me way. Angry. That is how we operate that in made me every angry. sport. I thought it was great when Tim Walton put Barnhill back in just yes. to get her to the ovation. Mm-hmm. Like I, th- I think those things are cool, and I think it makes it feel like a bigger moment than it, than it may yeah. even be. Bro, you got a player you're keeping an eye on? You, uh, the, the, we've got, by the way, game coverage, seven innings podcast coverage, Baseball tonight is here to lead us into the three championship games. Um, who are you keeping an eye on? You know, this may surprise everybody here, but I have my eye on Kelly Gooden. Oh, <laughs> oh shocker. <laughs> shocker. Um, first of all, I was really impressed with the, the play that she made in foul territory in yesterday's game against Washington. I think, you know, when you have a, a pitcher like Rachel Garcia that's doing everything that she possibly can, you know, helping your pitcher out and going and making a stud play in foul territory so she doesn't have to throw another pitch is big time. And I think for a freshman, what she brings from an – 
uh, attitude perspective and a confidence perspective as a freshman is really impressive and you need hitters like that in your lineup that are like you know what so what I don't care that I'm on this stage I believe in my team and myself and I'm gonna go and and play as well as I possibly can for my team and I think she's gonna do that and she can be a speedy threat in that UCLA lineup. Yeah, I'm going to go with Nicole Mendez. And to your point, Kayla, I feel like the outfielders have made a lot yes, of woo-wee. fabulous plays. Audi love to Jess and Kayla in this group. Um, but when you think about Nicole Mendez, ever since she was a freshman, she's been able to play on the big stage on this field and, and step up and make plays. And she doesn't get a lot of attention because of the names of Sydney Romero and Shane Knighton and, and Grace Green, another big bat who's a freshman for the Oklahoma team. And although, I mean, the, the list goes on and on for Oklahoma. But Nicole Mendez, when you watch her play, play not only defensively but offensively she's able to step up when her team needs her the most and she doesn't let the moment get too big I got Bubba Nichols and Bubba. I, I just believe this is someone even going back to high school and that that just never got a lot of attention in fact um, one of the teams travel teams Batbusters wouldn't allow her to try out for the team Kelly in Perez called the team is like this is a stud like, you need to put her on this team. Get her on more of that national stage. And they turned her down. And this was a player that ended up going on to be on the junior national team that, that really continued to kind of, like, break the, the mold of, like, what people thought she could be. And still to this day, she's behind Rachel Garcia. She doesn't get the attention she deserves, not that she wants it. But this has been a storyline for her throughout. And usually a lot of UCLA players... They were studs throughout. They were the biggest players in their area on their travel teams. That wasn't the case for Bubba Nichols, and I'm just excited to highlight her in the championship series. Um, I'm going to talk about two players. Wait, 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 wait. Can, wait. can you can you Is, guess who they are? Why do I always have to go last, and then you've said all the players? <laughs> She's going to take two. You already took two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Holly. Okay. Sorry. Okay. You'll get two so, more after. Okay. Um, and so, shocker, it's not going to be the pitchers. It's actually going to be the receivers. It's going to be Lindsay Elam, and it's going to be Paige Halstead. Uh, Paige, as a senior, six-foot-tall catcher, is a stud. And Kelly Inouye Perez told us today that she's like the quarterback. Her job is to take care of Rachel Garcia, make Rachel Garcia be her best. And when you pitch at the highest levels, a good catcher makes a great pitcher and these two women behind the dish need to be celebrated for what they do for their batteries and and how they take care of their pitchers and and Elam's the same way I mean she nobody stole off her since I think it's what March 8th 9th March 9th okay we'll give her a think you just saying random exactly. days in March exactly. and that's like March. no it's March 9th like someone stole off her in March early March how about early March between division and multiplication the, 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 point, so. yeah, <laughs> the point of it is it's pretty impressive but um, Paige Hall said I'm really excited to see the way that she works with Rachel Garcia Ms. Rowe well, <laughs> I the pause for poise. Okay, so here's the story that I would like to tell here. This is a player that is not going to make a big um, impact on the field, except for the fact that she is on the field. So you've heard us tell the story a little bit of the pinch runner for UCLA, Stevie Wiz, that is um, had undergone some heart surgery. So I dug into the details with her a little bit more today first heart surgery when she was seven years old at UCLA Medical Center where they cleaned out a valve. At nine years old, she had to have a pacemaker installed. 2014, sophomore in high school, um, she had to have her aortic valve replaced in a 13-hour surgery. On June 21st, she will go through another procedure at USC where she will have her pulmonary valve switched over to become her new aortic valve, and then they will replace her pulmonary valve. 
Um, her chest has been cracked open three times. It is wired together. It will have to be cracked open again on June 21st. And this kid dove into home, pinch running for UCLA to score a run. I'm going to just cry talking about it. Is I can't believe she's playing. Mm -hmm. And this kid wants to be out there, and here she is now in the Champ Series. It's awesome. No one's gone through more than this kid. And chances are mm -hmm. we'll have another chance to run and yes. another chance to mm -hmm. score. Yeah, yeah really. That's great. Really inspirational, uh, Stevie Wiz, to be out there, and that's how much it means to these players. Who yeah. you know, I like to say everybody's got a mountain to climb. Some are much higher and much more visible, but they figure out a way to get on the field and be really good teammates. And this championship means almost as much as the party they can have afterwards with their teammates. <laughs> And, and, bro, you've gone through that. You've Wait, are you talking about party. them or us? <laughs> Both. All parties involved at the party. Thank you very much. Which, by the way, Kelly I calls this the party to be here playing for a national championship, which the Bruins are doing for the 19th time in 38 years. Think about that. Every other year, the Bruins are here playing for the national championship. That's how good they've been for so long. The post-game party, is that anything we can talk about um, publicly? Um, or? You know, our post-game party uh, was interesting because we had the big delay. So we had, I think, the three-hour delay oh, to yeah. start the game. It was brunch. So it was started. brunch for us. Uh, so we actually <laughs> went to IHOP at yeah. like three yeah. this morning. Yeah. 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 the only thing open. So we Nothing tore like a stack. up the IHOP <laughs> in <laughs> Oklahoma City. <laughs> That's going big. <laughs> that right. is fabulous. I like one little post-game celebration story, speaking of the party. So Rachel Garcia pitches so great in that extra inning game yesterday. She gets the walk-off home run, and she said, I just went back into the locker room and laid down on the ground. The feelings were flowing through me. She was overwhelmed, and that she had to lay on the floor in the locker room and then they brought bags of ice and basically packed her body in ice. She couldn't bend over to put her shoes on or pack her own bag. Yeah. And they ice packed her out of here. I just thought that was a great visual of, you know, her trying to recover and celebrate and get her feelings back together. You, you know what else I love about moments like that is there, there was a stretch here for a while um, where you would, it was automatic you'd walk the other team's best player. You, you just were not going to let them beat you. And we see more and more moments like, why aren't they walking Rachel Garcia? But I love the fact it was, okay, we got our best in the circle. You got your best at the plate. We're not going to run and hide. We're going after you. And I applaud teams for doing that, and and that's how we get huge moments like that for Although Rachel. Although I would say UCLA didn't do that. I mean, they walked a lot of Washington batters to be able to get themselves into scenarios mm -hmm. um, on the reverse. So I think you see it work both sides, and you yeah. saw moments where they called timeout. Clearly it is like, we're going to avoid this hitter, and you could just feel like they had circled specific Washington batters yeah. that never really saw a strike the entire day, and I think that's why they never scored a run. 2005, they pitched to Samantha Finley and she burned him and Michigan did not pitch to Emily Zaplatosh so there are lessons to be learned all throughout the history of this World Series. I talked to a few coaches yesterday that were here in the stadium and they said why did they pitch to Garcia? Yes. They thought it was a big mistake well, so mm -hmm. there is the bravado and they're like we're going to get you out we've got our ace in the circle and then there's also the what's the best thing for our team and it may have been the best thing to not pitch to her right yeah. then. I don't know. Certainly for the fans it's great to see those oh, matchups. Yeah. Yes. I thought she was good. calling the game. I thought she was going to try to get her out. I mean, I, 
Well, she hadn't it, had a hit yet. She was 0 for 4, I think. Yeah, but remember but the, the hit before. before. <laughs> but that was off of Rosello and not off of Plain. So yeah. Plain right. had had success against Garcia. It's just that pitch was a little bit up. It was off speed. It wasn't a well-located pitch. So she got beat not on her best pitch. And that, to me, as a pitcher, would be like, dang it. How, how do we think this plays out? Are, are, is either side going to have to go to their number two pitcher? Are, are we going three games? Does, does somebody get chased? Um well, so Rachel Garcia had the bigger workload yesterday. Um, more extra pitches, innings, yeah. more pitches thrown, but she also had a greater recovery period. G. Juarez um, threw only 109 pitches in the first game, an inning and a third in the second game, but was here late last night at the ballpark. So we spoke to both pitchers today. Um, they've both been rehabbing the uh, Rachel Garcia ice bath, massage um, therapist that travels with the team. G. Juarez said that she feels really good. So they, they both said they feel great. Now, I've had pitchers lie to me before when they didn't feel great. I'm just going to be honest with that. But they had energy and seemed good today. So I do think we'll see both aces today. I think we're going three. Yeah. I think we're going three games. That's happened uh, five times in 14 years we've had a three-game series. Well, And I feel like um, Oklahoma, you know, Mariah Lopez has the ability – to, I think, be a little bit more under control if her number is called versus UCLA, it's been really all Garcia. So I feel like Garcia, if we see anyone else in the circle for UCLA, it's because obviously they're saving Garcia. They've been hit. they got to pull her to try and save her for game two or game Kelly, three. Kelly, I did tell us, though, that yeah. she would have she gone with Megan Faremo if they weren't playing Washington. Yeah. That wasn't the proper matchup. So Nobody yeah. else has pitched um, here for yeah, them. Yeah, and Faremo's the Pac-12 freshman of the year, too, so she's legit back yeah, behind her. She's thrown every pitch. Um, this is the first time we've got number one versus number two uh, in the 15 years that we've been seeding teams. The number one seed has won five of 14 national championships. And here's the significance of winning game one tonight. Crucial. The game one winner has won 11 of the 14 national championships. Are you prematurely shagging? (laughs) I I feel like you're prematurely shagging stats right now. There's a lot of different directions I could take that, but I will remain mum on that. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I didn't mean it that way. Are we ready to shag some stats? (laughs) Yes. Time now for Shaggin' Stats. A seven-year drought for the Pac-12. Is it going to be over? They haven't won here since Arizona State in 2011. Um, The top seed has now reached the championship series half of the time, seven times in 14 years. The other thing to watch for Rachel Garcia, only three national players of the year have won the national championship. Lauren Hager, uh, Kehlani Ricketts, and Danielle Laurie. Um, so that is a very uh, difficult combo to pull off in a very select group, if you can get into that. The um, experience for Oklahoma will be on the field. Their seniors are playing, think about this, their 20th World Series game of, of their careers. And the experience for UCLA will be in the dugout. Their coaching staff collectively has been a part of 15 national championships playing it at UCLA assistant coach and then Kelly I the championship as the head coach in 2010 that's what I call shagging some stats Beth Mullen yes well indeed done. yes indeed uh, is there some shag all the stats do, yeah. do, do anybody know, else like, want to shag a stat left. I don't want to bo- box anybody out or I think we're I think we got to get ready uh uh, for a long, uh, long uh, stop in the makeup truck uh, to get ready for the ball game tonight. <laughs> <laughs> 
We are like the teams, as Patty Gasso, as for Natty Patty said, Monday opening of the championship series is half exhausted and half exhilarated. And you got to have the exhilaration knock out the exhaustion when it comes time for first pitch tonight. My shagging stat is we have to be back here in the makeup trailer Oof. in two hours and 52 Oof. minutes, so... I say let's wrap it up. And some need a shower. And if the NCAA is listening, I think that we need a day off on Monday. And the fact that that hasn't happened yet is awful for the sport, and it needs to change. So let's let's do that. Give these women, especially when they're working their tail off all day yesterday, not the women at this table. You guys have too. (laughs) We work our tails off. The women that we're playing. And when you have that if necessary game that goes late into the night and then they're out here for media mm-hmm. all morning and have them come in and say, I'm exhausted, is not putting the best product out there. Although it will be the best product that we could possibly give, but they need a day off. I think I think Just for our, uh, I think for our postseason podcast we can come up with a new schedule that would work for all of us I believe. I'm just asking for Monday off. Yes, we can work from there. Well, we'll unveil it. We'll <laughs> unveil it in our postseason podcast. Uh, game one, seven thirty on ESPN. Game two, seven uh, eight thirty on ESPN. Game three, eight thirty on ESPN. Scarborough says we will be here. Wednesday night. <laughs> and we'll have we'll have seven innings live on all those games. Uh, yep. uh, we have a what, bingo what card. What channel? Tonight it's on the app, and then Tuesday and Wednesday will be on ESPN. Nice. Uh, we have a bingo card that's already out there. The only complaint I have is that if everybody's using the same bingo card, then everybody wins at the same oh, time. Yes. Yeah. Who's on the oh. show? Uh, uh, Caleb Bro, Amanda Scarborough, <laughs> uh-huh. Adam Amin, and Tiffany Green. Awesome, awesome. And who's baseball tonight? Um, Pre-game every night. Adam Amin. Yeah. Tim Kirchin yeah. and Amanda Scarborough. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And we have a, a lot of really interesting guests lined up for this year. Oh yeah! Your if you're here, you could get on the oh, on the yeah. podcast, right? Pretty much, yes. Beautiful, beautiful. Tony hey, Keith, thanks for joining us on the road to the Women's College World Series, and now the Championship Series is upon us. And uh, follow along uh, all week long at Seven Innings Podcast on your uh, Twitter and your Gram. See you at the ball yard. <laughs> <laughs>